My name is Katie Rose. I am a mom and a teacher, and I am here to share my stories as I heal and expand into my most radiant self. We'll be talking life, trials, wins, and lessons through all sorts of modalities such as energy healing, human design, somatic work, traditional therapy, and so much more. It is my hope that in sharing my experiences, you feel inspired, empowered, and seen to live the exact life you came here to lead. Join me in celebration, tears, experiences, and joy. I'm so happy to have you with the Wild Rumpus start. Hello. Hi, everyone. I hope you're having a great week, and I am so excited because it's our very first book week. It's book week, book week. Wouldn't it be so neat to have a book week? Um, so first week of November, new thing we're adding in, I'm adding in, is the first week of the month, we're going to do a little episode on a book. Um, Reading has been such an important and valuable part of my entire life. It was something I wanted to incorporate into this new venture I'm starting in some way, and this felt like a good fit and something very natural to talk about books of all shapes and sizes, um, books that have influenced my spiritual path, my personal development path, my joy path. Um <clears throat> And, you know, if not not here on this podcast, then when? So um, so this is something I'm very excited about, and I'm especially excited about um, the book we have for our first week, which is the book Signs by Laura Lynn Jackson. Um, so Laura Lynn Jackson is a psychic medium. Um, if you ever watched uh, the Goop Lab series, I think there was like maybe six episodes. It was on Netflix. It was really great. They did all sorts of episodes on like, you know, psilocybin, um, you know, clairvoyance, energy work. Um, I can't even remember all the other ones now, but they had some really cool episodes where basically teams from Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop um, kind of explored different um, – different things and it was recorded and I I really enjoyed that. So one of the episodes um which was kind of all about the Claire's Claire audience, clairvoyance, etc. um and Laura J- Lynn Jackson was on there and that was my first exposure to her and I remember I just really liked how she presented herself, how her how she felt, you know, she um was very patient. Uh, she did such a good job delivering different messages from the other side to people in in the Goop team. Um, and I didn't know it at the time, but after reading her books, she was a high school English teacher. And you can totally tell that because there's like a woman on the Goop team who's a big skeptic. And I just love how she approached her skepticism with like complete patience in the way that only a teacher can. And I just, I just really liked her from the get go. So flash forward 
someone I was following on Instagram, actually the account Latha J. Um, she's great. She's like a manifestation coach. Um, her father had just passed and she, you know, had posted a picture of this book, Signs, and she said, this is the only thing that's really getting me through this time in my life. And I now like know and trust this so much. But the time I at the time I was like, I have to read this book. Um, and sometimes it's like this intuition overload I get where I just feel so pushed to either read something or sign up for a course or, you know, schedule an appointment. Like it's so important <laughs> for me to do this. Like my intuition kind of goes on overdrive. But I didn't even know that at the time. I just knew like I had to I had to get this book. So I ordered it. Um, and literally from the moment I got it in my hands, I couldn't, I couldn't put this book down. Um, to start with, uh, like the quote on the very first page, I'm opening it up, um, is this quote, which is a roll doll quote. And above all, watch with glittering eyes the whole world around you, because the greatest secrets are hidden in the most unlikely places. Those who don't believe in magic will never find it. And this like struck me. This is not even the first page of the book. This is right in the beginning before the book even starts because I had ordered that exact quote when, um, so when I was pregnant with my son, but I didn't even know I was pregnant, right? Like I hadn't even missed my period, but I just like woke up in the middle of the night and I found two quotes that I was like, I just want this to hang in my children's rooms. Um, and it was that quote. And then it was another quote by Shel Silverstein. And so I actually was pregnant, but I didn't even know it yet. And I ordered those two quotes in the middle of the night. And that quote is now in my daughter's bedroom and the Shel Silverstein quote is now in my son's bedroom. But um, so that immediately caught my attention because that was a, a quote that I was so drawn to anyway, even before I had started this spiritual path and this path of discovering myself. So it was a great way to like very much capture my attention. And so this book really is that. It's about showing kind of how the world really can be so magical. And it's a book that I really give to anyone who has lost someone. Um, so if someone has lost a parent or a grandparent or a loved one of any kind, this is, I usually just mail them this book. Um, and I don't know, you know, some people have read it and I know that they've then bought it for other people. Um, some people, I don't know if they ever read it, but it's my way of like sending love to them. And, um, I do want to say like one, I guess you can call it a trigger warning. Um, like the first couple chapters, there's two stories of, parents who lost young boys. Um, and so I did have people tell me, thank you for giving me the heads up on that because um, that as a parent can feel scary, especially if that's just in general, that can feel like scary as a parent. It is not. I will tell you this whole book will lift you up and make you feel lighter. You will feel magical, lighter, excited, um, or I think that's my impression after reading this book, even those stories, and maybe she did this intentionally to have them right off the bat, where it's like children who passed away um, are so powerful in what came through and how they still connect with their parents. Um, so I just want to give that heads up that don't let that throw you off because it's such a beautiful, uplifting book. 
um, that it would be a shame to miss out if that intimidated or, or kind of scared you a little bit. And I get it because I can be very nervous about my kids and their well-being. But I promise, like, just stick with it because it's so good. Um, so what Laurel and Jackson does, and I don't know why I have to feel like I have to give all three of her names, but I just like it altogether. Um, so she kind of goes through the ways in this book in which our loved ones who have crossed over, who have died, who have passed on are still with us and still trying to communicate with us and showing us that they're, they love us and they're here and they're supporting of us. Um, you know, she gives this great analogy that always stuck with me fairly early on in the book where she says, imagine standing there and holding a piece of paper. Well, if you're holding a piece of paper, you can kind of almost even certainly see the other side and part of you, right? Your fingertips are on the other side of the paper. And so she said, that's really what it's like for us with the other side, right? You know, we are so close that we're even part of us is on the other side. Um, And she just does a very easy way of explaining how the other side communicates with us, how our loved ones are still with us, how we don't have to be afraid. Um, I just love it so much um, that it it has made my life personally so much more magical. And, and she talks about in there that there's certain default signs that seem to be easiest you know, for spirit, the spirit world to communicate with us. Um, so there's certain, like she calls them default signs, I think like coins, um, especially a coin. If there's a certain number, you know, a year, if you like find a coin and it's like the year your parent was born or the year you graduated from college, you know, especially if it's, it's important years like that. Um, numbers, you know, either repeating numbers or numbers that mean something. So maybe the date, uh, you know, the date that a loved one passed, like you see that number periodically, you know, if they passed on um, November 14th, you might see 11, 14, 1114 periodically, something like that. Um, And then certain animals, um, you know, a lot of, it seems like a lot of animals that fly. So like butterfly birds, hummingbirds, um, ladybugs, things like that, um, electronics. So sometimes, you know, things getting messed up on your quote unquote messed up on your phone, like you auto correct, auto correct kind of changing what you're saying or getting blank text messages, things like that. So she kind of talks about those default signs and what they mean. Um, and like a quick anecdote is the first time I was ever exposed to any of this was years years ago, one of my dearest friends in the world is from like a big Italian family. And she had said, I don't know who started this, but we started this thing when her, her grandfather, you know, very truly the patriarch of this family passed is we would find coins. And it's something that my whole family does is we find coins. And I think specifically it was dimes in her family. Like that was the thing was dimes. And she said, we just, all of us just find dimes everywhere. And it's a way of us, you know, kind of saying, Thank you, Papa. And then also connecting with each other like, oh, I found a dime. I found a dime. So this was before I had any exposure to this as I knew this like connection with coins. Um, and the other thing in my life that had happened before 
I even know knew any of this was I had had this connection with hummingbirds and my very beloved grandfather who passed. So um, he had loved hummingbirds. You know, he was this larger than life, amazing, incredible person, but was very, you know, somewhat like, I don't think bedridden is the right word, but um, kind of homebound at the very, very end of his life, which is very much not his personality, not his essence at all. Um, and so, but during that time, he got very into bird feeders and specifically hummingbird fe- feeders and loved seeing the hummingbirds. And so there have been two times in my life where I was on the verge of making a very, very big decision in my life that um, was in hindsight, wildly important. And both times I've had a hummingbird literally fly up into my face, which I don't even think that they do, and just like hover directly in my face. <laughs> As, um, and one of the times was when I finally cut, this is over 10 years ago now, to cut my abusive father out of my life. And I had finally done it and I had said it was over. And this hummingbird just for like a very long time, I mean, I'm sure it wasn't that long in in hindsight, but this like just hovered in front of my face so long that I was like, do hummingbirds attack? Um, And another time was when I was starting this spiritual journey and I was just diving into this hard work and it was overwhelming and hard. I just, again, in my backyard, a hummingbird just came and just like Blue and just hovered again right in front of my face. And I knew both times it was just a sign from him that was like so overt. I had to acknowledge it that this is, you know, it was like, stay on your ground, kid, you know, keep going. This, you got to do this. Um, I know it's hard, but you got to do this. Like I could almost feel that language coming from him. And so I had kind of always had that association with hummingbirds and my grandfather, even before reading this book. Um, But again, Laurel and Jackson talks about also making your own language. So there's these default signs that she's like, your your loved ones will just try to use either because they're easier to manipulate or like we notice them or we maybe even already have an association, but you can kind of make your own language. Um, You know, and she talks about how her father kind of on his deathbed, they created this, this language around Elvis and she has all these great anecdotes most of the book is actually about other people, but she has this chapter with her father about anecdotes about, you know, either hearing an Elvis song come on or a car cutting him off and the license plate is Elvis. I know in my life, in my husband's life, license plates are something that comes up frequently. Um, and so some things that I have have kind of a language created with my own grandfather, you know, in addition, obviously to the hummingbirds, but also, you know, I remember this memory that I really liked as a kid was kind of sitting on this hammock that my grandparents had laying on this hammock with my grandfather, this, my grandparents had in their backyard and just kind of looking up at the trees and the clouds. And it was like a very nice memory for me in my childhood. So I remember asking, um, my grandfather after reading this book, to send me the sign of, of a hammock and honestly kind of forgot about it, you know, sort of went through my day-to-day life. As you guys know, I have two little kids and I teach and so I kind of asked for the sign. And then I was getting out of the shower one morning and the way our like 
bathroom off our bedroom is set up is it you can kind of see just from that one window in our bathroom our neighbor's screened in porch and so I got out of the shower you know put my towel on whatever and I like walked past the window to go brush my teeth whatever I was doing and I looked out and right on their screened in porch was this very brightly so I couldn't miss it brightly colored like primary colors like yellow red and blue hammock like just right there and I just like burst out laughing and I was just like thank you pa like (laughs) like good one, you know, and, and whether or not you want to believe in this or not believe in it, it resonated with me. And I felt a feeling of love wash over me. And for someone who many times in my life has felt very alone um, and very unsupported, it's was such a beautiful moment to just feel that love and support and that sense that I'm not, you know, someone's looking out for me. Because I definitely had a lot of moments in my childhood where I did feel like I didn't have someone looking out for me. And uh, so it was just a beautiful moment. Whether you believe it or not, like what's wrong with having your world be a little bit more magical, you know? Um, A little bit more filled with love, a little bit more... um, sparkly and shiny and and mystical you know it's it makes life so much more so much more joyful um and then I have to tell you um this my husband because this is sort of like a wild story his um for him and especially for him to notice his his nana passed I think maybe I think maybe two years ago now Um, And she had had a long battle with Alzheimer's and at the very end of her life, um, you know, was pretty much, you know, non-responsive. But we several times at the very end of her life would go and visit with, at the time, our two very young children. Our son was two and our daughter was like a newborn. And it was kind of amazing because, well, she didn't really know who didn't know who anyone was and was like non-responsive she would always get the biggest smile on her face when she could hear our kids in the room you know our little son and he was never afraid he would just run right in her room and run around and um and so it always felt like such a nice moment that she just was uplifted even in whatever mental bodily state she was in um by the sounds of kids running and and playing and I'm a little bit emotional this episode. So um which I'm not going to apologize for because emotion is a is a beautiful thing and these are emotional topics. And so anyway, we had that just very nice connection at the end of her life where we would go and visit and and her hospice care workers would say, you know, that's something that just happens with people in this state, even though you might think they're not aware or not, um, have no idea what's going on. They just respond to young children, you know, um, with joy. And so I was just happy that we could kind of show her that or be there for her in those, in those really last moments of her life. So anyway, um, shortly after she passed, I want to say like within a couple weeks after she passed, my husband and I were bringing our kids to school and we just kind of took a back way that we didn't always take. It was sort of, it was really pretty. It was along a river, um, but we didn't typically always take that way. But for whatever reason this morning, this particular 
morning. It was, I think, like a fall morning. We were like, we'll just drive a little bit longer. We're on the earlier side, whatever it was. So we were headed to school. And all of a sudden, we looked up and I said, oh, my God, look at that license plate. So we were at a stop sign, the only stop sign on this way or pretty much the only stop sign that we were going to hit. And this car in front of us had the license plate Punky, P-U-N-K-Y, which is kind of an, you know, (laughs) unusual license plate. And that was the name that his grandmother went by. So she had a, you know, her name was Lenore, but from childhood, her husband, you know, everyone called her Punky, her husband, her friends, everybody, her pastor, everybody called her Punky. And so my husband looked up and just burst into tears. You know, he was just like, Nana, you know, thank you, Nana. And he's like, he felt like this feeling wash over him. That was just like, everything's going to be okay. Like I'm here with you. Like, I love you. Thank you. And, um, it was just like this, such a special moment, um, where I just feel like she really showed up for him. Um, and then one more story with my husband and his grandmother before we, we wrap up, um, was, we had this day this past summer where we just had the best day. Like, you know, when you have little kids, <laughs> there's plenty of chaotic moments and, you know, tr- trying moments and moments where you have to be patient. And But we just had had a beach day. We live pretty close to the beach and we just spent the whole day at the beach, um, which we hadn't done with our kids yet because they were finally old enough to, you know, either kind of snooze a little on the beach or it was okay if they missed their nap. They're at the age where that was okay. And so we spent the whole day at the beach um, and it was very serendipitous. I don't even think we necessarily planned to go for the whole day, but we happened to have like our beach tent and everything we needed. And, and um, we just had this, the, this magical day. We packed up from the beach and we went to this little place that we, we love um, that's only open in the summer. And it's kind of like near the ocean food, right? You can get seafood or, um, but they also have like French fries and stuff like that. And, um, so we had a great dinner and this was like either the night or two nights before my husband's birthday. My husband's birthday is, is August 8, 8, 8, which is also a sign that sometimes I ask for when I need reassurance of things. But anyway, it was almost my husband's birthday. We pack up and we, from dinner, from this great day at the beach. And as we are pulling out, our son, our four-year-old was like, hey, can we go this way? Which was the opposite way of what we should have gone um, to go home. And we were kind of like, yeah, sure. We're just kind of flowing with the day. So we took we took that right instead of a left. And then as we were driving again, he's like, can we go down this road? Which is sort of weird because that's not something he does very often. Like every once in a while, he'll kind of, he has a good sense of direction. He'll kind of say, oh, can we go home this way or whatever? But that's not like with any sort of regularity. It's like once in a blue moon. And so it was funny. He kind of did it twice. So the road he wanted to go down, by the way, was a road called Wild Rose Lane, which our last name's Rose. So we, my husband and I even noticed that. We were kind of like, oh, that's funny. He wants to like drive down this random road. So we're driving down this road um, and we parked the car for a second and it's very pretty at the end. You know, it's by the beach. It's very pretty. And my husband looks over and goes, oh, my God, that's my Nana's car. And he gets like really emotional and gets out of the car. And I'm like, what is he talking about? And then I remember probably probably a week or two before he had been telling me this story with like a really big smile on his face about his Nana and his, my husband's grandparents 
had a lot of resource, a lot of resources, right? A lot of abundance. And so my husband had been telling me, you know, my Nana really could have gotten any car she wanted, um, but she had this little green VW convertible. And he's like, it wasn't anything fancy or over the top, but she loved it. And it gave her like so much joy to drive around in that. And it had been funny. He just sort of, I don't even know what prompted it, but he had kind of like a week or two before, before been telling me about this convertible, which in my time with him, I had never seen. Um, I didn't know anything about this car. And so flash forward, we had this day at the beach, this great dinner. Our son had weirdly asked us to take two turns that were the opposite of the way home. We listen to him and we pull in and there is that exact make model color. And my husband's like, that has to be close to the year of her car, which was probably at this point like 15 or 20 years ago. I'm not even totally sure, but older. And so I'll see if he'll give me the pictures and I can post them for you guys on Instagram. But it was just this like beautiful, like my husband just took it as like almost a happy birthday present, you know, to, and, and it was so nice to like get that sign of that exact, very kind of obscure make and model color year car um, that had brought his grandmother so much joy and he had just been talking about. And then like the inclusion of our little boy randomly telling us to, or asking if we could go on these weird roads that, (laughs) that for no reason we would ever go down. Um, so just like a magical, special story that brought my husband so much love and, it was so nice that our whole family was just included in that. And like I said, reading this book is just going to kind of open up little stories like that, um, especially if you've lost someone recently or lost someone at any point. It just makes you feel much more connected, much more loved, and much more supported. Um, so ultimately, I I just adore this book. I hope that you, if you haven't read it, you go out and read it. Um, if you have read it, I'm so curious um, if you've asked for a sign from someone in your life who's passed and, or received like an undeniable sign that you didn't ask for, you know, send me a DM. I love hearing these or share them on Instagram and I'll, and I'll you know, share them forward. Um, but this book is, is wildly precious. I hope you enjoy it. So as we wrap up here today, I just wanted to give you next month's book. Um, So we are going to be doing Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown. If you want to read ahead or if you have comments, if you've already read it or questions, um, Signs is a more spiritual book. Um, Atlas of the Heart is much more of a scientific side of things. Um, and it's a fantastic book. I totally dove in. I loved the audible version, um, for whatever that's worth. Um, because Brene Brown kind of gives some, she kind of goes off script a few times, which is, which is cool. So that is our book club choice for December for the first week of the month. Um, and until next time, sending you all the love. Thank you. 
first of all, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to the Katie Rose podcast. This project is a self-funded labor of love from my heart to yours. If this show resonated with you in any way and you would be so kind as to leave a five-star review on whatever platform you're using, it would mean the absolute world to me. Also, if you want to connect further, please send me a DM on Instagram at Katie Rose Coaching and say hello. Thank you again and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on new episodes released weekly. Until next time, sending you all the love.